listening to Evolutionary Feminist. My name is Aurora, and I am your host. We're here to evolve through conversation, and we're not always going to get it right. But we're learning, and we're committed to understanding more perspectives, more voices, more people, more experiences. Because evolving is the key to success in life in the universe. We're here to listen to the voices of women and those who support them. Because this world is longing for women to lead. This is an opportunity for us to gain knowledge and experience from each other and share new ideas to create the future we truly envision. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode of Evolutionary Feminist. I hope that you gain a new perspective on life and seek to uncondition your mind so that you can live as authentically as possible. Today we are talking about consent and how to avoid having bad sex. So I know this is something that quite a few of our audience members are already used to. Some of them are probably not even thinking about this sort of thing. Um, But you know what? We're just here to help share education and the things that we know because we know so much better now than we used to. There have been so many instances of simply not knowing the words to say. And I know that from my own personal experience, I definitely used to, oh, I get, I used to get so caught up with people pleasing and being worried that I would offend someone, hurt someone's feelings. And I'd rather just take that on myself and to have that be my responsibility instead of being responsible for someone else's feelings. But the truth was I ended up breaking trust with myself doing those um, those things. And so I thought that I would just uh, bring to you some of the things that I teach in my consent class when I get to visit uh, high school classes. My favorite go-to consent line is simply, is this okay? Is this okay? That's all you have to ask. Is this okay? And you can also make sure that you let your partner know, I want you to be comfortable. So I want you to let me know if this doesn't feel okay at any time. And one of the most important things that you could do for someone is to check in the next day. If you do have a consensual engagement together, you should absolutely check in the next day and just say, hey, I want to thank you for the time we got to spend together. That was really awesome. I hope that you enjoyed it as well. And I'd love to hear uh, any thoughts you might have after the fact, or you could just simply leave it as I'm just so glad we got to spend time together. Um, one thing that I didn't even know about myself personally when I was uh, exploring these sorts of things on my own um, at probably just the wrong age, I really think that high schoolers should not be uh, concerned with each other's bodies and should rather focus just on their own getting to know themselves and uh, in a way that is, you know, um, helps them to identify what their actual desires and um, pleasures are. And so the one thing that I really just didn't know how to say when I liked someone uh, but didn't want to do a particular thing, um, you know, instead I would usually just kind of conform myself because I was afraid of hurting their feelings or of making the situation awkward or being 
unlikable in some way. And uh, finally, once I was able to stop that, whew, I wish that for everybody, uh, <laughs> you can say things like, I don't want to do that right now, but I would love to cuddle or I would love for you to hold me or I would love to keep kissing or I would love to do something else. You can always say, you know, that's not something I'm comfortable doing just yet, but I would really like to be doing this maybe instead. And it can be a conversation because the number one factor here is that reciprocation is important and reciprocation doesn't mean... um, you know, everybody gets the same. It just means that everybody gets valued and appreciated the same. So what holds for one person that could be super meaningful might be something different for someone else. And that's totally okay. And I think that's something that's really important for us to remember is that sometimes the thing that fills our cup might not be the same thing that somebody else wants or needs, but we can express our wants without persuasion. That is a line from Marty Batia of Amory Podcast. Um, I'm not sponsored by them, by the way. I just think they're really great and doing groundbreaking stuff in terms of communication within relationships. Um, but that's my favorite thing that he says is we can express our wants without persuasion. You don't have to try to persuade anyone, but you can state something it is that you would enjoy or like or want to try or maybe want to explore or even just to talk about you can do that there's there's nothing wrong with doing that you know it's it's later in in the consensual part of it that if your partner is not interested in doing that sort of thing that then we have to listen but we can talk about anything and if we can talk about anything we can move through anything and we can actually come around to becoming more communicative people who are better at describing exactly what it is that they want and need so that people aren't left to fill in the guesswork. Um, You know, I know something that we often learn in relationships is that no one is a mind reader. And that's true. Um, That's definitely true. Sometimes we learn to be observant enough to anticipate people's needs, but it's never our responsibility to do that. And truthfully, um, you know, we're all responsible to ourselves to have a relationship with ourselves that is clear. When you are clear with yourself about what it is that you really want, you can be clear with other people. But if you are constantly trying to hide those things from yourself, trying to hide that information, you know, or wishing that you weren't a certain way, that's where things get tricky. And that sort of thing just comes out anyway. And it tends to come out in a way that is not intentional. And I think that we can all really live more intentional lives if we first are willing to admit that which is most important to us or that which we need in that moment. All of those things, the ways that we can identify our feelings and communicate them, that's the groundbreaking stuff. That is how we can change our relationships and our dynamics not just men and women, but, you know, women and women and men and men. It's through the process of communication that we're able to do these types of things and have this type of change. You know, I grew up with the whole, just say no, just say no, just say no on the radio. That was my 
you know, youth. That's what I heard. And it turned out for me that just say no didn't work. So that's why I'm bringing this conversation today, because I think it's super important for us to learn that it's not just no means no or just say no. It is more about the active listening on the other end, the active engagement in knowing and being willing to communicate with your partner. Is this okay? Would it be okay if I did that? You can say no. We don't have to try anything like that right now. You can say no. That's all right. Maybe we could talk about it some other time. Or maybe we could just go back to what we were doing. That would be totally fine with me. These are all things that you can say that doesn't have to just show up as straight rejection, you know, because you're not rejecting the person. Oftentimes you're, you might be just rejecting the act. And so that's an important thing to remember, I think, as we navigate these times together. I just wish for everyone that they can really start to fall in love with themselves so much so that they have the utmost respect for themselves and truly wish to connect with other people and partners in a way that is absolutely consensual. Because I think personally that um, the scientific perspective that we have of reproduction is witness enough for us to be able to recognize that human nature, along with all other creature, animal nature of this earth, is to reproduce. That is just an inherent nature that we have as uh, organisms on this planet. We will always want to reproduce. And so instead of telling young folks not to do that, I think it would be so helpful if we just told them to explore themselves first so that they will know how to communicate with someone else later on exactly what it is that they want. Because oftentimes as teenagers, we want someone else to do the exploring for us, which is really not helpful um, when you consider the grave implications of what it is to be in a sexually intimate relationship. And so I think it's important for young people to explore their own bodies first and know what they like and understand their own inner workings so that when it comes time to share their body, they are comfortable and they know their own boundaries and their own interests. Essentially, the more that we can advocate for self-exploration in younger years, as uh, something that is not shameful, because ultimately we are not actually doing anything wrong when we are exploring ourselves. In fact, it's the safest thing that we can do on our own, and it only benefits us later in life. And I just want to say that I am by no means a professional. I have done extensive research on consent and have cross-referenced multiple different universities and research and organizations that teach consent on a regular basis. And this is absolutely just something that's super important to me. And I'm really 
happy that I got to share that with you today. And this is a nice short little segment on it. And I will absolutely have so much more to say. You've been listening to Evolutionary Feminist. My name is Aurora, and I can't wait to share with you next time.